Hey, everybody, how's it going? This is uh, episode five, I believe, of uh, Berserker Medicine. Uh, we have Kindle and Nafisa again with you. And then a special, uh, this is a part two to part tour for pants. And we have a special guest with us. Uh, Nafisa, why don't you uh, introduce our special guest? Yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in. So we are looking, we've been looking forward to this for Honestly, since before we even started the podcast, I'd like to uh, introduce Kendall's former lab partner, Melanie Lance. Um, she's going to be joining us today. So she's a she's a special treat. She's hard to get a hold of. And uh, yeah, you guys are you guys are in for a good episode. Um, Melanie, how about you give us, you know, a two, three liner. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Get our get our viewers uh, even more excited. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me. I think you guys are hyping me up way too much. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, like Nafisa said, my name is Melanie. Um, I'm originally from Utah, born and raised in Utah. Um, moved to Georgia to go to PA school. I obviously went to Emory University with Kendall Nafisa. And yes, Kendall was my lab partner, best yeah. lab partner ever. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that's what made uh, lab and anatomy and physiology probably the best was that I had a good lab partner. So Hell yeah. that's, that's always a bonus. <laughs> nice. um, before PA school, I was a firefighter paramedic out in South Salt Lake uh, at the South Salt Lake fire department. And I love it. I still do. I miss it, but uh, I'm looking forward to my next chapter as an emergency medicine PA. So yeah, I'll be working right here in Decatur, Georgia. Heck yeah. <laughs> Well, how is uh, everything coming along with uh, the licensing and everything with uh, in for you in Georgia? Well, I mean, obviously, it's kind of a nightmare, like everybody tells you it is. <laughs> it's kind of a it's a long process, like we all know. Um, my application was lost in January, but they were oh, able man. to find it. Uh, so I'm fully licensed right now. I'm just waiting on my DEA, and then I'm just waiting also for the full credentialing from Emory Hospital um, in order to start. So hopefully, I start here in the next three or four weeks. Tentative nice. date was April 13th, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, fingers crossed. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully, I find out more information in the next few days. Nice. Gonna, so, they're going to find out on uh, April 1st. They'll be all your uh, DEA licenses approved, and then. They'll send a follow-up email that says April Fools. <laughs> be so messed up. Or or they lost it. Yes. Yeah. Which which is very plausible, I feel like actually. So it uh, can happen. Yeah. Well, uh Melly, so we've kind of already discussed our thoughts a little bit on pants and uh kind of what resources we used on how to prepare for it and a little bit of our opinions on it and what we wish uh, we knew going into it and what we wish the pants or the certification exam really was. So uh, starting out, um, overall, what do you think of pants? Um, overall, I think it was, was okay. I feel like it was a lot easier than our end of rotation exams, um, which was kind of nice, like a fresh uh, breath of fresh air. I felt like the questions were more straightforward. Um, as far as like our end of rotations, I thought that there was, I know, and I know you guys have discussed this before that there was just a lot of unnecessary questions. Mm -hmm. And what did they call those again? I can't remember. Like the, I think they call them like test questions. Um, yeah. Like basically, a throw out question. Yeah. Okay. The exper like experimental type questions. Yeah. Yeah. Those. Yeah. Yeah. So which, I just felt were unnecessary and some were just really stupid. Mm -hmm. So I remember, I don't remember any specifically, but I remember saying, I'm like, why is this question even on here? It's just dumb, but yeah. I guess it happens. Um, I liked the way that uh, pants had their, had it broken down where they had it in five sections, 60 questions mm -hmm. um, versus our end of rotation, which is 120 questions straight through, which I think is a little long. I mean, yes, you can take a break, but like you have to call your preceptor. Yeah. And yeah. say, Hey, I need to take <laughs> a, a break. <laughs> but it's too much of a hassle that you just kind of muscle through those 120 questions. So I really liked how pants set it up. Um, with the 60 second or the 60 question blocks. And then you've got a certain amount of uh, break time that you have to kind of manage on your own. So I liked being able to get up after 60 questions 
either use the bath- bathroom, str- straighten out my legs, whatever, um, just to kind of stretch. Um, I thought the questions were just more straightforward and targeting, I think, what they want us to know. And uh, <clears throat> and yeah, and I, I, felt, I felt pretty good coming out of it. Um, a lot better than some of the end of rotation exams that we had took during our our uh, didactic year and the obviously the clinical year. But yeah, I like that. I like. I think that's good too to remember that like you do have the breaks and that it's something to manage on kind of your own. And I think it's something that I don't think we really touched on last time we talked about pants, but just like even practicing kind of those test taking environments, like, you know, uh, you're in your, you're practicing your set of 50 questions, but you have to use the bathroom. Like when you're studying, you could just get up and like, you know, stop, your stop, stop, uh, your little section on you world or whatever, and go to the bathroom, but test day, you can't do that. So I found myself, uh, taking my sections for practice, like with a full bladder, just to, just to see, but <laughs> prepare yourself. See if you can yeah. <laughs> hold the way through. Yeah. Say, yeah. Basically <laughs> bladder training. Like you need to think through this like next question, <laughs> but you need to, you really need to go to the bathroom, you know, versus like end of rotation exams. Since we did all our tests at home, I could be like, I'm just going to take my laptop to the bathroom. Oh yeah. I don't know. I can't tell you how many times I took my laptop to the bathroom. I'm like, this is just so weird. No, uh, no, that's so great. I can't say, um, I can't say I did that. <laughs> well, your bladder has been well-trained. So lucky you. Um, sized. Yeah. Same. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So I guess another thing too, that I like to think about is in regards to, I like to overload myself with resources. So I always, as a student was like, well, what do I use and get overwhelmed with just like what the best resources or what's the best resource for you. And like, I'm kind of privy to this because I was fortunate to be able to study with you, but what, if you had to like, what resources did you use? Which ones were your favorite? And just kind of, um, what are your thoughts? Um, so I like to stick to just a couple resources. If I use too many, I get overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and then I get confused. Uh, so my main ones were smarty pants, pretty mm-hmm. much used that all through clinical year and some of didactic year, uh, mm-hmm. Rosh review, just like you guys did exam master for just lots of questions. And then if I needed to reference anything besides smarty pants, I used, uh, pants prep pearls. And, uh, when I got the pants prep pearls at the beginning of the year, um, it came with the, I got it with the question book, mm-hmm. which it had five, was it five exams? And a hundred questions each. So it was about 500 questions. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I think, it's, uh, I think it's six exams and there's hundred questions. I think it's okay, 600 so questions total. I don't know. 500 to 600. Which I did every single one of the questions in that book. And I thought it was, I mean, there were some really hard questions mm-hmm. um, and even stuff that I don't remember us being taught about, like a lot of like ID type stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But uh I thought it was a great resource and I thought the questions were very well thought out Mm -hmm. and um, you could narrow down to, you know, two answers easily and go from there. And then when you graded it in the back, it had an explanation as to why this was the correct answer. And it also had like the number in the section in, in, in the pants prep pearls. Like if you needed more information, you could click, you could quickly go back and uh, read more about that topic yeah. if you missed, if you missed the question. So um, the one thing I liked about smarty pants is they did an eight week schedule, mm-hmm. which was killer. So I used mostly that as, as my base for studying and preparing myself for the pants exam. Um, I'd go through each, each section that they had daily. I think I, we started out, if you see, you did it with me too. I think, what did we start with ID? Um, I, I, uh, panicked and I flipped mine. So my week one, I think I did poem and then, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I looked at my old pack rat scores and I said, I will not pass this if I uh, do not get the poem first. Um, but yeah, I think it was like, it was ID and wasn't it like ID and ENT? No, I think it was ID heme. Okay. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. It was derm. ID and then heme. Okay. And then pulmonology. 
and then pulmonary. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, that oh first, ENT was yeah. in there too. That first week though, I just remember was so, so brutal because we were like, I just remember like the hand cramping. I had, I was at home in Gilbert, <laughs> Arizona. I had my mom buy me Voltaren gel because I was <laughs> developing like this newfound like arthritis. But, and then like I just South remember Melanie. Quick, we need Bringer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just remember Melanie being like, oh my God, there's like 40 topics just for the eye. And I was like, this is going to be a long eight weeks. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty dreadful. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, the schedule that they had was actually really nice because they broke it down into systems and then broke it down like ENT was broken down into eye, then ear, then nose, and then throat. Um, and then when I was finished with all the topics, say, in the eye, that I would do all the questions that Smarty Pants had in regards that pertain to the eye. Um, when I did poem, it was the same thing. I went through all the poem stuff and the poem topics and then went through and did all the questions and exams that they had in regards to pulmonology. But then I would throw in, you know, questions in Rosh Review, questions in from exam master, just so I can get a variety of stuff. But I think, I think questions are key when you're preparing for the pants exam. Cause I mean, it's all about taking a test. Yeah. So yeah, I hundred uh, percent agree with you with the smarty pants and the schedule that they put out was extremely helpful. Uh, and plus you can just click on like the topic in the schedule and it brings you right to smarty pants website, as far as like what, where that topic is. And, and, uh, they already heard this before, but you know, it smarty pants is great just cause it breaks down everything for like how the patient could present and, mm-hmm. uh, gives you like test or diagnostics for it and uh, how to treat it and stuff, which is kind of like all you really need. And then it also breaks down the pearls through everything. So if you've, you don't really need to go over like in depth in the the topic, but you can just look at the pearls and then be squared away. So I really enjoyed that. I Um, think smarty pants was probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that if you're someone uh, that has trouble with being organized myself. Um, <laughs> that, like, yeah, basically it's pretty much me. Like uh, smarty pants was then I think inherently like made for you, especially even the pants, like eight week uh, guide, because, or if you're someone who needs like that gratification of like, I know I have a long road ahead of me, but like, just to be able to click like, Oh, I did, I don't know, some eye topics. And then now I, I only have, or if you have study buddies and Melanie would be like, how many more topics do you have? And I could be like, <laughs> I know she's going to ask me. So I know I need to hustle and I know I need to get my <laughs> topics done. And like, so I thought just as needing to figure out how to best study, that was one of the, the big keys was just having that resource to keep, help keep me organized. Otherwise oh, yeah, I'll, get, was, I'll get lost. It was definitely very helpful in keeping me organized. Yeah. And I would say, you know, I started from the beginning. The only thing I skipped was uh, cardiology because cardiology, for some reason, comes very easy to me and I, and I enjoy <laughs> it and I like it. And so I actually didn't even review cardiology specifically for pants. Mm-hmm. Um, I only delved into it if like I missed the question, like on a practice question. Mm-hmm. But uh, all my end of rotation exams, any practice exams that I did, cardiology was always my highest score. So, nice. I felt awesome. I could wait till the end, but I was, didn't have enough time to fit it in. So I wasn't too worried. Yeah. <laughs> Which is nice. Cause I mean, that's like 13% of pants right there. Uh, so like, yeah. I'm so I'm glad a- it comes easy to me. <laughs> I was over here being like, Oh my, I love ENT. Thank you for this 7% that I'm about to get. Like, <laughs> nah, you did great. Proceeds to miss a question about endocarditis on pants. I'm haunted. <laughs> I'm still so haunted. Oh, uh, you did fine. I did do fine. Bottom line I, I is, you got your seat. basically. Yeah, and I've been checking my email. I haven't got uh, any type of email uh, resending it. So <laughs> I said, um, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I said, just kidding. April Jokes Fools. on you. Yeah. So you're gonna get that on April Fool's Day. <laughs> uh, can you imagine? God. That'd be brutal. But I know. I'd cry. Same position. <laughs> so, so Mel, uh, I said this in like the, like, I guess, part one of this episode that, uh, mm-hmm. to me, like you can't necessarily really prepare for pants because it's just something you have to experience. I mean, you can do all the questions you can and that'll help 
give you an idea and stuff like that. But really like the stress and, and, uh, taking the exam itself and experiencing it is really, it's just something you have to be there for. Um, but having said that, which resource that you used, uh, to you was, I guess the best question wise, like more geared like the pants in their questions. Um, I would probably say exam master. I mean, I liked, I would say exam master and then the pants prep pearls question book. Mm-hmm. Um, Rosh, I liked Rosh review questions, but sometimes I felt like they were just kind of like totally out there. Um, and smarty pants, I liked their questions, but they were very straightforward. And I kind of felt some of them were really easy, but like, I didn't feel like he was trying to trick you on his questions. He just wanted to make sure that the information is locked in your brain and that's what his questions are utilized for. But I think as far as closely mirroring the pants exam itself, I would say exam master. Agree. Yeah. Exam master was, I've really liked their questions. I think that was your top. Wasn't it Kendall? Yeah, that was my top for sure. Yeah. I don't know what my top was. I liked, I don't know. I'm not sure you what I said either. You the place with questions. Yeah, yeah I was all over. It, that's, honestly, that's so true. I don't know. I, Sorry I not to over, call you out. Oh, no, please. I, no, I uh, told them that um, I'm very neurotic. And so that's nice that someone else can just, you know, vouch for that. Because Kendall's, Kendall's nice and he'll just be like, no, man, you're good. But you know, he's over here being like, yeah, you were literally all over the place. So I really don't know, like, which questions were best. I just... Uh, I think that you kind of some you like hit the nail on the head basically when you said that like questions are pretty much king. And I think that I had to learn that like the really hard way for pants. Cause I'd be like, I'm just going to wait. And like, I'm only going to do 20 questions a day. And then eventually like, I was like, okay, I could do topic review all day long, but unless I'm doing questions and trying to figure out how to take the test, then I'm not really helping myself. So. No, totally agree. And even like, I mean, ENT, just the I alone. How many? I mean, there was like 80 topics, wasn't there? Yeah, oh, I have together. I one day, open one day was like myself. 40. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there were so many questions or so many topics in ENT hmm. that I had to break it up where, you know, I would do 45 topics of part half of the I, and then I would do, you know, a 60 question test because I was like, yes, I'm learning about the I, but like, I really need to be focusing on doing a lot of questions. And so a lot of my review is just learn the pearls, review the pearls real quick, but it's all about questions. So the more questions, the better you are. I like that. So uh, I guess for kind of a segue into that what when you went into pants and then having taken it and stuff what did you wish you knew before going into it or i guess like what did you wish you could do differently you know however you want to take that i mean i don't i don't really know i th- i think that uh i m- me just personally it would be more like don't let yourself get anxious as much mm-hmm. um you know, because I mean, we all do that. It's nature. That's how yeah. we're always going to react when we have something that uh, is our lives are counting on it. Like the pants <laughs> exam. Because yep. um, I did have some friends in our class that took took it before me, even you, including you, Kendall, mm-hmm. um, that said, you're going to be fine. It's easier than, you know, our end of rotations. But it's like, I won't know that until I'm in there. Yeah. <laughs> so... And even though I'm, you know, a fair, fairly even kill type of person, I was still getting working myself and up and getting anxious about it. Cause it's like my whole oh, yeah. life depends on this right now. So Same. I think for me, that's <laughs> the biggest thing. Like, and I probably, even though I did a lot of questions, I think I would have wanted to do more, but, and honestly, you can prepare. I feel like you can prepare as much as you can and as much as you want, but you're still never going to be prepared for something like this. Yep. So you just kind of have to be confident in what you know and confident in what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's for me, it was similar to that. Like the prep itself was similar to my paramedic exam back in Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it was a national exam, just like uh, the pants and the NCCPA. But uh, a lot of it was just, yes, you learn the material during your didactic year, but it's, you gotta, you gotta be comfortable with questions, understanding the different types of questions. You've got to be thorough in reading your questions Mm -hmm. and then also thorough in reading your answers and have the ability to confidently, you know, break it down into at least two right answers. Yeah. And then trust your gut. It's the biggest thing. And don't change your answer. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, I feel like <laughs> I, I feel like that was like the call right before. Uh, guys, I'm telling you, I was a mess for pants. Um, <laughs> and Melanie was like, call me the morning of your exam. And I was like, uh-huh. And she's all, no, really, call me the morning of your exam. I'm being dead serious. Dead serious. <laughs> and like, I mean, I woke up like in good spirits and I was like, okay, it is what it is. Um, after pants, I was uh, a wreck. But, um, <laughs> but before... <laughs> But uh, I just remember you're just like, you're going to want to change it, Nafisa. And you're not, you're, don't change it. Do not change it. Do not. And honestly, I did. I changed my answer like maybe one time. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, one time out of 300 questions, like I'm going to give myself that. So. Well, yeah. And like we talked about the morning yeah. of your exam, like if you go back and you're like, I'm going to change this, you better have a damn good reason as to why yeah. you're changing it. Yeah, exactly. So, and I think. I, I still have the same issue where I go into an exam yeah, and I want to change a question, but I'm like, no, don't do it unless you have an absolute concrete, you know, that you made a mistake and you need mm-hmm. to change it. Mm-hmm. Then other than that, you just go with your gut. Yep. Always yeah. go with your gut. I th- don't second I think, guess yourself. Yes. Don't. I mean, yeah. Like you put in all this time, energy and effort and it's like, to get to test day, I feel like, and start second guessing yourself. It's kind of like, well, no, like, just like you said, like trust the gut that is there. Even I feel like when you don't feel like you have it, because, um, I feel like no matter how you've done throughout PA school, like the time that you've taken to at least prepare for pants or even like your end of rotation, you're just building up all this arsenal information mm-hmm. and you've seen these topics for the most part. I mean, I feel like pants had some outliers where I was like, mm. but like, you've seen that endocarditis question at least, I don't know a how many times. times. Yeah. A million <laughs> times. Right. Like, and like pants is not the day to, to, to be like, well, maybe today, <laughs> maybe it's <know>. different. <laughs> yeah. Maybe today they wanted to really uh, suggest a mechanical valve when like common things are common Nafisa <laughs> um, or, you know, like um, so things like that. But I think one of your biggest tips, well, you gave me a lot of tips, but the night before pants, I'm telling you guys, I spent a lot of time with Melanie for pants, um, <laughs> but the night before pants, it I was think my gave, pleasure. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm forever indebted to these two. Um, I think you gave me like four really good tips. I'm trying to remember like in which order you gave them to me, but, but it was in relation to like when you're actually sitting down and taking the test. And uh-huh. I think the first was like, go through and answer everything yet that, you know, right. Like, you know, Oh yeah. Like right off the bat, you know it. Yeah. If you want to go ahead and you probably can uh, verbalize your, your tips better than I can. If you want to, if you remember them. Oh my goodness. I can't. Let's see. Okay. What did I tell you? Okay. I'll remember them and you'd let me know if I botched them. Okay. Um, all right, guys. So it's like when you get to your test, you know, say a prayer, but that was just something I threw in <laughs> when you push start finally. Um, what was it? So you go through your 60 question set and answer everything, you know, like if you know it, make sure you know it, answer it. And it was like, if you don't know it and you can't narrow it down at all, like you're just like, you have absolutely no clue, no idea where the hell did this question come from? Uh, was it? No, move on. Move on. Nope. Just leave it blank. If you read a question and you don't know the answer, yeah. Your gut's not telling you anything. Don't sit there and ponder it for more than a minute. Cause if you do that, you're just wasting your time. And even a minute's a long time. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't know, move on. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then, and then go it, th- it was like, yeah. if you had, if you, then you're going through and then you narrowed it down to 50, 50, those are the two that those are the questions that you flag. Yes. Yeah. Pick, pick the one that you think your gut goes with. Yeah. And then flag it. Yeah. And then and, continue on with your test. And then at the very end, when you're going back through it, you'll go do the, uh, you'll go back to the ones that are flagged first. Yep. Just, just don't change your answer. Right. But mm-hmm. just re- 
take another glance at it. And then after those, then you'll go back to the ones that you didn't answer at all. Yeah. You had no idea. Yeah. And that was honestly like, I think a huge tip just going into it. Cause it was like, okay, I have a strategy for, cause you're so nervous, right? Like you have a mm-hmm. strategy for when you're in that moment, you're like, fuck it. I don't know it. Move on. You know? So I thought that was super helpful. Oh yeah. Um, sorry. I forgot about all that. I haven't taken the test. In like a month <laughs> okay. so I feel like once pants ended and I got that C, I was like, I dumped everything. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's totally fair. But yeah, I'll just no. say, oh, sorry. sorry, go ahead. I'll just say for our listeners out there, uh, if you're preparing to, to take the pants or, or, you know, you're a student in school, just remember, uh, like these are great tips, but definitely don't forget to answer those blank questions because in pants, they will count against you. Oh yeah. So you most definitely have, I know like in certain exams, like sometimes they say like, if you don't get to like, let's say out of a hundred questions and you do like 90, then those 10 questions, like they won't count them. Like no pants, they'll count those, uh, unanswered questions as incorrect. So it does affect mm-hmm. your score. Mm-hmm. And the other thing too, is like, you just kind of have to understand and know what works the best for you as far as taking a test and reading a question and how you answer it. You know, the way I took a test, I recommended it to Nafisa and it tef- definitely helped her. But yeah, I just, I would always go through, answer all the questions that I knew. If I didn't know it, I would just move on. If I knew it and I could narrow it down to two, I'd just flag it and still move on or I'd answer it, flag it, move on. But then I'd go back and just double check them and make sure that I was 100% correct. But yeah, that's the way that I took tests, all my tests, and it's worked out for me, I guess. I'm just sitting here with a C on the end of my PA, so. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I learned how to study until um, it came around to pants. I'm going to be honest. Like I just, I went into all my exams and just said, look, I'm going to chalk it up to a good time or a horrible time. I'll either get a remediation email or I won't. Like I never really, I don't know if I ever like had, like I I would do so many things differently, but for pants, it was just nice to actually have a strategy. It's very stressful. But uh, (laughs) as I sit here on the other side, I'm like, I guess it was bad, but it wasn't like that bad, (laughs) but you know, it's easier to say now. Hmm. Oh, it's so much easier to say now. (laughs) All right. So uh, going from those topics and uh, kind of what you wish you knew before pants or going into pants. And uh, we're going to go right into uh, what you wish the certification exam really was. Uh, I know for me, I wish that certification exam was different as far as like, not just a 300 question or something, something different from that. Like I think coming from like the medic side, you know, paramedic side, we did the NREMTs and stuff like that, which is the, I forget what type of, uh, testing it really was but it it, it uh, is kind of like self-learning if if you will so like you you know do well on so many questions then it kind of cuts you off you don't have to take the full like 300 questions or whatever uh, it's like a, we, a, adaptive it's like called yeah. like an adaptive test so i wish that there was something like that but then i also wish coming from again from like the medic side that we you know we also have like the hands-on portion of testing that we have to do and pass so i also wish that uh for the certification for a PA that there was something like that, whether that was like a, a mock board type thing where, you know, they walked you through a patient vignette um, and you would just kind of treat a patient that they present to you. Or if it was actually like skill stations that you had to pass, I know like for schooling, you would do have to do that. But I mean, for an actual certification to be pretty interesting and worthwhile, I think, but uh, what's, what's your opinion, Mel? Um. No, I agree with you in, I loved the paramedic test because not just the test, but the skills portion, because there was two aspects to getting certified Mm -hmm. nationally and uh, as far as statewide. But yeah, the the test was great because you knew going into it that the you you can at max take what 150 questions I think 200 questions I can't remember how many yeah I can't was remember how that. many but the the better you did the harder the questions would get mm-hmm. but then the less if you just kept doing good then it would cut you off to a point which mine cut me off. I think at like 83 questions and I just totally <laughs> thought I failed. Yeah. Honestly, if you finish it too early, 
there's either you did really, really well, mm-hmm. or you Tank. did so bad that they're like, we can't ask her any more questions. Yeah. yeah. No matter no matter how the algorithm works out, like this girl's not reaching. <laughs> I think it's like it's like making sure you can reach like what is it like 90 or 75, whatever percentage competency for like the NREMT exam. I think, I think like, it's like between 70 and 80 percent. And it's like you get cut off too early and they're like, this girl will not reach 70 percent no matter. <laughs> and when you start doing poor, too, like they start making the questions easier. easier. Uh-huh. So it's like I remember when I took my EMT exam, it's the same. And so, like, I just remember being I don't know if I'm in the hard section or if I'm in the easy <laughs> section. Like, like, It's all hard. I don't know. <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, am I tanking? Next thing I knew, I think my question cut off. My test cut off at like 75 questions. I failed. Yeah. <laughs> yep. like, you get that instant feeling of, oh, I failed. Mm, so. so, yeah, I mean, I could go either way, whether the pants exam was just like how we took it or if it was like the adaptive style. Either way for me is fine. Um, I do 1000% agree with you on having some sort of skill station, whether it's, you know, you're presented with a particular case and you have to go through that case and you have to help and you have to break it down and treat the patient, blah, 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 or whatever. Um, and yeah, we did, we did stuff throughout uh, our didactic and our clinical year, as far as, you know, our OSCEs and stuff like that, which our class was kind of an, an anomaly because of stupid COVID and the pandemic. <laughs> yep. A lot of our stuff and our, a lot of our OSCEs were via zoom, mm-hmm. which it's hard to, when they tell us to do your OSCE as if it was in person, but it's not in person <laughs> and it just makes it hard and it makes it awkward. And so mm-hmm. a bunch of our OSCEs were very, I don't know. I don't feel like I learned a whole lot from them, No, I, I agree. but it's, it was nice kind of just interacting with, you know, a, a standard patient. And, and so I, I liked that part. I just didn't like that. You know, we had to pretend. Yeah. Um, It's kind of like, let's call a spade a spade. I felt like for certain situations, like for the OSCE, it's like, well, this isn't a real patient. Like this patient, I can pretend the patient's real, but if it's going to be on zoom, like, why can't I, they should just do telemedicine. Yeah. Like, let's just do it as, and I think eventually like we kind of got there, but like you said, like it was all just happening. So I mean, I'm sure like the grass is always greener, right? And like hindsight mm-hmm. being 2020. But I think the better assignment that we had for that was when it was like, it was during cardio, but um, it was when you were like in a group and they actually treated that as telemedicine. And then you like <laughs> went back and you like broke. I don't think Kendall showed up to this. Um, I, this I, I skipped a lot of Zoom shit. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, I don't and blame you. It, and you like had like your little small group and you guys were like, you know, what do you think's happening with this person? And those people were actually like paid actors more or less. But I liked that it was like on Zoom and then you got to go break back into your group and like talk about, you know, what this person had. And so I think you got to just got to call a spade a spade at some point and just we're going to treat it like telemedicine because this is telemedicine. You're not going to show me the card on Zoom and be like, I have a rash. Come on. Well, yeah, I... I agree with you. And the whole pretend like you're in person thing over zoom is so, yeah, I mean, take this with a grain of salt. Cause this was just, this was basically our class. And I think some of the class below us, mm-hmm. um, half of their year, but um, I think that, uh, our OSCEs would have been a lot better if they were in person yeah. so much better, Yeah, but it is what it is. COVID ruined a lot of things for everybody. So I can't be upset about that. But just going back to what uh, you asked, I do think that as far as our national certification with NCCPA, they should have some sort of skill station. Mm, I agree. Not so just whether it's whether it's say, like not, stitches and stuff like that. Sorry, we keep talking <laughs> over each other. You're okay. Um, um, but yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, like uh, you know, every I think PA school to be. Uh, credentialed has to have, you know, so many check the boxes portions to, to be credentialed or to be, um, what's the correct word? Uh, uh, what's uh, accreditation. Accreditation. Thank you. Uh, thank Mm -hmm. you. Um, Mm -hmm. but anyway, but for, for, uh, so for every accredited school, I believe that they do have to have like, you know, the, the pack rat or some form of it. Um, and then you also have to do like 
some skills portion, which we kind of did, which again, it is what it is. I'm not going to get into it on this episode, but it wasn't amazing. But uh, I think for pants, there should definitely be like some type of test. And then there should also be a skills test. I agree. I've been thinking about this and I was wondering your thoughts on if there is like incentive for uh, who does pants at NCCPA? NCCPA. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's actually incentive though for them to do that, because I've been trying to understand more, I guess, of like the business side of standardized testing and essentially what pants is $550 and probably 48 cents. And, you know, you have all these students from however many PA schools sign up. Like it's a, it's a money maker. Right. And so like, is there incentive? I wonder for the NCCPA to change it, even whether or not they should or not like, and especially now in the setting where we're kind of in that class of people that are graduating that when we go recertify, it'll be the uh, like take home test or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't see incentive for them to change it, even if it's better to change it because that's like their cash king, I think. Yeah. Well, and if you think about it too, for them to set up some sort of skill station for us to go to and complete, that's time. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money because you got to pay people to be there to manage it and to run each station, depending on how many stations there are. Um, and then people to grade it. So, so Yeah. I mean, for us to just go take a 300 question test, I mean, they're making $550 for every test that, you know, somebody signs up for. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but whatever. <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, you know, I see the business side of it too. I just wish that it wasn't always about money. And uh, as far Agreed. as, and this comes, comes with every aspect of our lives, basically. So even healthcare in general, I wish it wasn't always about money and just yeah. being out there to help people. But uh in a perfect world, <laughs> this is what we, you know, I wish that we could change it to. And maybe to like in a perfect world, it wouldn't need to be coming down from the NCCPA. Maybe it would need to be like an ARCPA type of thing where it's like, no, in order for your students to graduate, like there is a, yeah, you have to have the, all your normal stuff, but like you have a standardized, like a different type of standardized test day. Because also not all schools need to take, shoot, what's it called? The EORs. Mm-hmm. Not, so, some schools make their own EORs. Oh, yeah. So I like, used to. I'm all about having a standardized EOR. Oh, man, I'll leave that at that. So, um, <laughs> but uh, even that, you got to start trickling down somewhere there too. You just get these gaps and then I'm trying to formulate the thought a little bit better. But I think it would trickle down maybe more so from like an ARC PA type of PA accreditation thing, which mm-hmm. also, again, is another money making thing. So I'm just kind of, you know, I was just going to say. Yeah, I'm like we for, live in. <laughs> for a school to make up their own end of rotation exams, that's probably a whole lot cheaper than paying to yeah. have their students take the PAEA end of rotation Damn. exams. Yeah. Yep. So 100%. It is what it is. It yeah. is what it is. And can I just say that I was very disappointed in our skills day? What oh, skills yeah. day? Absolutely. Our, <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, That's probably that's let's 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 uh, word it that way and say that I wish we had a skills day, an actual skills day, an actual skills day. I mean, yes, like when they were teaching us lumbar punctures and how to put a foley in. I mean, we spent you know a good hour doing all that, and we we watch each other do it and go through it multiple times. But like Mm -hmm. we did that once. Yep. Yeah. And then, and then you get never tested did it again. on one of the skills. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. I was actually so irritated that we only got tested on one skill, but I think maybe too, we have a little bit of a different mindset, especially coming from like the medic side and then the EMT side where it's, um, if I remember that test correctly, it was like, I think there maybe were 11 stations and yep. did you get, t- I think you got tested on nine, right? Like was it nine or did we get tested on all of them? No, I think I, if I remember the paramedic one, it was mm-hmm. 11 stations. You got, you had to pass every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And okay, if so- you failed one, then you just had to redo that one either this later on that day or in the next yeah. few weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't I, make you do all of them over. Okay. So that's what it was. And it was like, you just didn't know the order of which you were going to go to your station. However, like your program set that up full Mm -hmm. disclosure. uh, I failed my first station for my EMT one. And I'm going to say why I failed it. I failed it because it was my first station. I was nervous. And (laughs) 
<laughs> the, the firefighter who was like watching me do it, like it was this, I'll never forget. It was this blonde chick. And like, she just was just staring at me and I, you know, and I failed the backboard station. <laughs> oh my God. So How did she fail the backboard station? I know. I know. Well, cause I was nervous and, um, I felt it cause like, you're also talking through it, you know, and I was talking through it fine. And, uh, I think I, I failed it basically because I wish people could see like what I'm doing, but I basically put the strap above, uh, like right over the guys. Like she choked, she choked out the patient. Oh, way to go. Nafisa. Way to go. I was so nervous that she's all, are you done with the station? And I was like looking and I was like, am I not done with the station? Like, <laughs> Your patient's and she's dead. like, yeah. And she was like, I suffocated the patient. Yeah. She thought, I don't know. Like you tell me. And I knew, I knew when I walked out of there, I was like, I did something wrong. I can't figure out what I did wrong. It looks fine to me. And like, it obviously was not fine. I was just like super nervous. So then I failed it. And then that station got moved to like the end of the day. Um, and then I just, I breezed through like all the other ones. But, uh, yeah. So um my life Live is just a story of vengeance yeah so i've been learned i've been learned hey but when you when you have to ever do straps ever again on a backboard you will make sure you're not yeah yeah literally just remember that first set of horizontal straps is the chest strap not the neck strap <laughs> yeah it's literally yeah exactly so i i, I learned that lesson you and know, i I'm think sure too like i said sorry, I, I was just wanted to say that i'm sure you are not the first person to make that mistake and you won't be the last. Oh, you knew. No, no, not at all. I mean, whatever. It is what it is. So, <laughs> but uh, it's just a funny story. <laughs> and uh, this is just an aside because uh, I also thought about it. But like sometimes when you're thinking of like how far you've come. So, my EMT uh, medical station was this person that had CHF. And I remember like at the time, I probably did not really understand CHF, but like the guy had some swelling in his legs and I was like, I'm done with you, sir. <laughs> like <laughs> I, you, you do your whole thing. You're like, and I'm done with the station. <laughs> like, you know, like, but now I'm like, oh, okay. I get it. I get it. Okay. Food overloaded. <laughs> okay. So you need to go to the hospital so they can handle it. I'm yeah. gonna take you there. Yeah, basically. <laughs> this is a this, this is, is a, my pay grade. Uh, yeah, seriously. This is a basic uh life support truck. We don't have anything that you need, sir. Oh definitely miss those EMT paramedic days. Oh yeah. Sure. I miss I miss a lot of the military and being like in the military, we have uh the medic table eights, and that's like our how we get like recertified for our hours and stuff. And mm-hmm. When I was the sergeant in charge of the trauma lane and stuff, that was my jam. That was my favorite thing just because I know for a fact that I changed like at least two medics lives <laughs> for when they deployed for sure. And one was, awesome. one was uh, like making sure your equipment's good because I set up a scenario where a patient had inhalation injuries. And so you had to uh, intubate them. And then uh, I also gave them like a broken combi tube <laughs> so mm-hmm. you know and that was just a testament to be like all right like make sure you check your equipment and so he didn't do that and as soon as he tried to he's like i'm gonna end with the combi tube and i was like okay and uh he did it and i was like well you keep hearing uh air escape and it's not working <laughs> patient stats are still dropping and stuff and then he like would pull it out and like look at it but he wouldn't like inflate the bulb or anything and then you put it back in and the same thing and eventually you figured uh... out like Oh, but his time ran out and I said, yeah, you killed your patient, but fail uh, on his part, but we all live and learn. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I know another one where, uh, similar to Nafisa, as far as, (laughs) as far as choking the patient with the strap, uh, this patient was like, we were under fire basically. And, you know, he got the patient to cover and so, and, uh, into, a established, uh, uh, TC three stuff. And, uh, he could, you know, continue to care for the patient and person had like a neck wound. So he had to pack the gauze and, and everything. Well, he like basically wrapped the ACE wrap around the neck. <laughs> and, so, and so I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm stopping the bleeding. I was like, yeah, you stopped the bleeding. All right. He's dead. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, he killed him. He cut off his airway. <laughs> yeah. I think you actually told this, told me this story and I, did, I forgot about it until this moment, but when we did the skill station, like when you guys all set up the, um, kind of skills since we kind of had to adapt and make our own, um, during mm-hmm. emergency medicine, we were just talking and you kind of like told the story about, um, 
how someone wrapped it around the neck and you're all, you can't do that. And I'm like, that makes perfect sense. But I could see myself being like, <laughs> I'll just wrap it all the way around the neck, you know? Like, yes. You gotta put some direct pressure on that. Yeah, direct pressure, <laughs> direct pressure everywhere. That's too good. I love uh, that. Too good, well, uh, too good. Nafis, do you have any other questions for Mel as far as pants goes? Um, I stay with questions, but I don't know if I have questions as far as pants goes. Something that was really important for our listeners was Mel's just tips and kind of her scenario of how she went through a question I think I really liked. But um, do you have any like lasting or imparting wisdom for pants or for PA school, Mel, or like really any you could take it however you want. You have creative license. Um, I think my my. uh I don't know. What do I, what do I call it? My tip for PA school and just passing tip. is just <laughs> balance your lifestyle for sure. That's huge. And then just don't get worked up. If you're re- if you want to be there and you want to learn and you want to be a PA and show up for class, put the time and put the work in and you'll, you'll pass. Mm. And just be confident in yourself. And like I said earlier, be confident in what you know. Be confident in what you don't know. If you don't know, don't make it up. I like that, yeah. Say, I don't know. When your 100%. preceptor asks you a question and you don't know, you say, I don't know. You don't start pulling shit out of your ass. Excuse my French. But I'm just <laughs> saying, I've seen people do that and you just get burned. Yeah. So you get- if you don't know, your preceptor is going to teach you. Yeah. That's what they're there for. They're preceptors for a reason. Yes, you are going to come across some that uh, don't care that you were even there, don't even want you to be there. So that's very few and far between. Um, most people who take on the preceptor role actually want to share their wisdom. They like to teach. They like to educate. And they like having a student around. And they, yeah. want, they want you to succeed just as much as they do. So if you don't know something, you don't know it. And make sure you tell your preceptor you don't know so that they can teach you. And then you learn what that is. I like that. That's like uh, me in cardiology. I'm like all the things to not do in PA school. Um, <laughs> me during cardiology, he would ask me something. And then I'd be like, well, what I do know <laughs> <laughs> And he would be like, and he, the patient would also be in the room and he goes, here's the problem with students. And he looks at the patient and he goes, they always want to tell you what they do know. (laughs) When you know that they don't know the question, the answer to the question that I just asked. And he goes, listen to her, listen to her. She's telling me what she knows. She doesn't know what I asked. And I was like, that's true. I don't know the answer. And he goes, now we're getting somewhere. I was like, okay. <laughs> See? Yeah. And that's that's the thing. When you have a good preceptor that will put you in your place because you're yeah. trying to pull something random yep. out, you don't really know the answer, but you're just trying yeah. to answer it anyways. Yeah. They're gonna call you out. That's a good preceptor. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And then and then they want to they want you to know too, like, no, I know you don't know the answer, right? Like half the time too, they'll make it sound like it's like this easy question and they're like, Oh, I didn't expect you to get that right. But sometimes I want to see your thought process, you know? So like, I think to piggyback off that, it's also super important that if you don't know and they don't teach it to you right then and there, go back, look it up. And, yes. uh, you know, either the next day, sometimes I think preceptors will be like, well, teach me about it tomorrow, but they get so busy. I think my biggest tip too, is like, we'll go to that preceptor and say, Hey, when we have time, can I teach you about what I read about last night? And I think oh, that 1000% that's yeah. gold right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So, so make a note on your notepad. Cause you're going to have a notepad during your rotations. Yeah, you are Don't show up empty handed. Um, and if you go over something that you don't know, write it down, you review it that night, you review it the next few days. And if you guys touch on it, awesome. But uh, yeah, teach your preceptor something mm-hmm. you didn't know anything about. <laughs> So yeah. they love that stuff. Yep. That's why I like my nephrology rotation because they always put me on the spot to teach something. <laughs> so oh, I always yeah. had to learn. Cardiology, my cardiology rotation was like that. I love my cardiology rotation. Um, my ED rotation. I, liked Ooh, all I, my, I think I liked all my rotations except for one. Yeah, except I think one. I'm the same way. Uh, like. I'm just laughing because I, I feel like I know what rotation you probably didn't like. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, you probably know. 
Yeah. <laughs> we for can Mel save that for me. another day. Uh, no, Mel. I don't know what oh. rotation you wouldn't have liked. I, I don't know. I can probably think, uh, but <laughs> I don't know. It was trauma. I, I didn't like trauma at all. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's fair. Well, Not- trauma is trauma is cool initially, but then it gets very monotonous yeah. and boring. No, I, I was just bored out of my mind, <laughs> and I saw a lot of stuff, but I was just so bored because I was like, I just, I did this for you know eight years of my life, so it it, it wasn't anything new. <laughs> See, I didn't yeah. do the trauma rotation because I did. I was fortunate to do my ED rotation at Grady, and so like I just picked up like extra trauma shifts and probably worked more than I should have during that rotation. So mm-hmm. I got like my trauma fixed. I didn't need to go into surgery for those traumas because I was fortunate. Also, I say fortunate now, back then I did not think I was very fortunate, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I did my ACS rotation and that was essentially like, that felt like trauma to me for my you know third rotation. I was like, oh, this girl's got to go to the OR right now. Let's go. Let's go. Nothing's scheduled. I love that. Yeah. So um, yeah, I loved being in the trauma bay at Grady. That was fun. No, that's so, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, Mel, what's on the, uh, as we're rounding out here, what's, uh, what's, what's next on your agenda of life? What do you mean? What's next on my agenda of life? Like, what do you got going on now? I am just anxious and ready to start my job. Me too. I'm ready to get in there and I (laughs) want to learn some more. (laughs) That's about it, man. Just one moving on with the next phase of my life. So, you know, working as a PA, you know, honing my skills and getting good at it and loving it because mm-hmm. I know I'm going to love it. Um, Rachel and I are looking for a house. So, yeah, I mean, just the next phase of life is probably what I'm looking most forward to. Do. But, yeah, need to start that job first. Me too. Yes. All right. Well, you started uh, you start in, you start in April, Kendall. Sorry. Oh, so originally it was supposed to be March 14th. And then because of the, the whole state and DEA license thing, it was, which I got before March 14th, but because then you still have the credentialing aspect for the hospital, um, you know, it, it wasn't cleared yet. So, so tentatively should be around April 11th, but who knows? Oh, well, that'll be fun. You guys will be starting. On, so we'll, we should do an episode on how was your first week of work? <laughs> yeah, we should. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay. We can have Mel back. We can have Mel back. (laughs) Yeah. I won't be working then. So (laughs) you can ask us all the questions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll ask you guys all the questions. That'll be fun. (laughs) Well, uh, any closing thoughts, anybody? No, just Melanie. Thanks for taking some time and joining us on this little podcast adventure of ours. We look forward to having you on more episodes and imparting more of that, you know, Melanie, the Melanie, Melanie isms. Like I said, you hype me up way too much, but uh, I appreciate being here and you guys inviting me to join. And uh, yeah, I look forward to the next time for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, again, uh, anybody, thanks for listening. Uh, And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please uh, reach out to us at uh, berserkermedicine at gmail.com. And we'll be happy to address any of the comments, questions or concerns. But for now, we will see you in the next one. Bye, guys. See you guys.